After a year and a half hiatus, many offices could open back up this fall. Most companies are asking that employees return on a hybrid basis, meaning they come into the office at least some of the time. But we still don't know exactly what that will look like. What is certain is that more people are going to be working from home than ever before. And this shift has the potential to disrupt everything, from physical office space to the way people feel about work. And as U.S. companies face a hiring crisis, companies that don't offer remote work could find themselves at a significant disadvantage when it comes to recruiting new talent. I had questions about how the nature of work is changing, so I talked with Sadal Neely. She's a professor of business administration at Harvard Business School and the author of Remote Work Revolution, Succeeding from Anywhere. There were already a lot of perks to being a white-collar worker, like you generally make more money, you work in an air-conditioned office, and now you get to work from home, which can make life easier. Do you think this is going to lead to growing animosity between blue and white-collar workers? I think this is an area that's really important to talk about and to think about because whether or not people have access to hybrid work can easily become a diversity and inclusion question. We have a tendency to look at roles from a global standpoint and say, well, these jobs can't be done remotely and these jobs can and and quickly uh, start assigning people to remote or non-remote. When we start scrutinizing the tasks that people do and the work that they do, one option that many companies have been pursuing is can we pool and rotate So instead of all these people being attached physically to these job areas, can we do something where we look at tasks, what can be done virtually, what requires physical presence, and all of us share in that. The second thing is, if we can't give people the remote work opportunities because of what they do, we have to give people remote learning days. We have to give people uh, some kind of remote experiences that they can do some self-development around. Mm -hmm. And this is where you can uh, have parity warehouses that are not outfitted with technology or delivery folks. I don't think that's going to change much, but I also don't think that it's going to create as bad as division as we expect because hybrid by definition means You have some in person, you have some remote, there's going to be a mix. So people will be out there in the professional world, even if it's just for a short period of time. So if people don't go into the office as often, you know, if I'm only going to the financial district one or two days a week, what does that mean for the people who work at the salad bar I used to go to, the service counters, or where I used to get my nails done? What are the repercussions for them when more people work remotely? I am firmly convinced that the patterns of movement may differ, but people will still be there present. The days that you're not there, there are other people whose days are to be in person then. So even if companies reduce their commercial footprint, there'll be more smaller organizations in the same entity as opposed to one having a lot of floors in a building. But overall, if everyone used to go in five days a week before and now everyone's going in two days, there are fewer total days that people are actually going in, right? There has to be some sort of reduction. There will be some kind of reduction, but I also do believe, I don't think we're going to have these empty buildings as we imagine. 
I really don't. I think there's going to be a redistribution of who's there and when, but the activities will be similar. Let's talk about companies like Goldman Sachs that have been really, you know, hardline on people coming to the office. Are they going to lose talent going forward? I think in an era where people have tasted a different way of working, a different way of connecting with the people they cohabitate with, a reduced level of stress from the reduction of commutes, Mm -hmm. um, saving more money. Because they've tasted this, they're demanding it. They want it. So given that, will incumbents uh, remain as powerful as uh, they've always been in drawing and retaining top talent? I think with the kind of great resignation and turnover that we're already starting to see, I would be surprised that if in the long run, they won't start seeing people leave. This is the era for employees. The power is in employees' hands today because of the sheer scale and magnitude of the people who want to retain some kind of work-life flexibility in their professional arrangements. And if they can't get it here, why can't get it elsewhere? So why are some companies asking employees to be in the office all the time if the pandemic sort of proved that they don't have to be? It's this belief that it is through in-person presence that uh, we are able to connect, to communicate, to collaborate, to learn. So it's this bias around culture building and culture maintenance can only happen in in in-person settings. Mm -hmm. Uh, But that is not empirically true. There's also this other potential explanation in that their work and their emphasis of their work is very much process focused Mm. as opposed to outcome focused. In order for remote hybrid to work, people have to change their performance metric and trust employees and let go of control and allow empowered autonomous employees to achieve organizational goals. That makes me think of Apple, which might have to backtrack a little on its work from home policies so people don't quit. But we're also in a very tight hiring crunch right now, so employers have to offer perks like working from home. But what happens when there isn't a hiring crunch? Do we go back to normal? We may. These things are cyclical. But the cost of turnover for companies Mm -hmm. is a year and a half of that individual's salary. Think about that. And the institutional memory that walks out the door. And we're actually seeing early retirements, Mm -hmm. people who are saying, I actually like to be home. We've been through this crazy crisis. I don't want that stress anymore. The losses of drastic turnover, it's not just you're losing talent. You're also messing with the culture of your organization. Mm -hmm. Think about a place where there's an exodus that you're witnessing That's not a motivating environment. That's not a bustling environment. Not only are there pragmatic losses when someone leaves, but there's also cultural, socio-emotional, psychological blows that companies will take. And I would fight tooth and nail to retain my top talent Mm -hmm. if I was a company right now. I would fight to keep my best people because my best people will ensure that I do well. I've been writing about how working mothers really want to work from home, but they've also been having a really hard time doing so. They're reporting higher rates of stress and burnout. How does remote work help them? 
I have been alarmed because of the U.S. labor statistics data that showed that over three million women have left the workforce. Made my head explode. And then another survey that looked at the same data was able to identify that almost 600,000 are mothers and caretakers. What a shame if organizations are not leaning into the gift that virtuality and remote work gives so that they can take advantage of flex time and flex jobs to retain their women or to also incorporate some kind of child care apparatus uh-huh. In order to support mothers, some of the smart companies that I've talked to have done things like from this time to this time every day, we're actually going to have online programs so that mothers with children between the ages of five and ten can get some kind of respite. And like child care programs or something like that? Or what what do you mean? Yes, yes. We can't send you babysitters in the middle of a global pandemic, but these companies have done programs and have found ways to support mm-hmm. women and mothers. But these are in the minority. We talk about diversity and mm-hmm. gender and women, and then we see amazing women leaving, and then we have to work hard to bring them back and mm-hmm. to reintegrate them into our organizations. Even pre-pandemic ways of handling uh, young families and professional demands were not great. If I can work from home, my pickup would be much easier than me breaking my neck to get to my child, to pick them up between five and whatever time. All of that goes away. We know working from home can benefit certain groups, people with disabilities, people who are never good at schmoozing in the office in the first place. Some Black people say they prefer working from home because they feel like a better sense of belonging and, you know, experience fewer microaggressions. What does this mean for diversity and inclusion? Folks who've always been out of the mainstream in their organizations suddenly feel like they're not only at the table, that no one is calling them the wrong name. They don't have to take that psychological commute every day in order to code switch and fit in. Those with physical disabilities or even neurodiversity challenges and concerns are finding so much more peace. But what we should not do, though, is to say, wait a minute, Black professionals prefer remote, then we're going to make all of them remote. That would be the mistake of the century. So I've made some really bad predictions before. So I want you instead to make a prediction. What is this going to look like in a year or two or five from now? My predictions is that the guidelines and the policies will settle. Competencies around flexible workplaces will rise. Individual managers will level up to figure out how to lead a distributed workforce. People will be more agile with using digital tools. Mm -hmm. So things like tech exhaustion will go away. After people experience the hybrid format, they will settle into a rhythm that really works for them. And I think that we'll see more remote than in-person days. I also predict that physical spaces, office spaces will look very different. The remote year has totally influenced what people want. Smart boards, movable furniture, outdoor space for work. So we're going to see physical spaces of offices look very different than they are today as well. 
I'm Ronnie Mola, and this is Rico Daily. This episode was produced by Sophie Lalonde and engineered by Melissa Pons from Hemlock Creek Productions. Don't forget to check out our show notes for more from Recode. And as always, send your questions to RicoDaily at Recode.net.